Good evening, uh, almost good morning to you. It's 11.53 on Tuesday, March 1st. March has begun and Purdue is Purduing it. Um, Purdue had a golden opportunity tonight to kind of um, get past one of their uh, mistakes. That Michigan State game, I would say, is a mistake because they seem to not want it as bad as Michigan State. And uh, today versus Wisconsin, they didn't want it as bad as Wisconsin. Wisconsin played 30 or 25 minutes of pretty dominant basketball. Purdue was down by double, double digits in the first half, I believe. And then uh, got a little closer, then they flexed back out, and then Purdue shrunk it down. And I said on Twitter, I said, uh, this team has done this multiple times where they shrink it down and they can't get over the hump uh, in their losses. Um, in fact, I think most of their wins, they've just had a lead, and they've the lead will shrink, and then they'll flex it back out. This team is really not good at coming from behind and finishing. If you guys can think of an example where Purdue came from behind and won the game, let me know. I'm, I'm having a hard time right now. Maybe Villanova. Maybe Villanova. So, um, but, so Purdue falls to... Purdue falls to 24 and six, and uh, they're going to lose one more game uh, before the end of the regular season. They're going to lose in the Big Ten tournament, I think, probably in their second game. My son thinks it's going to be their first game. Uh, they look like they'll play Rutgers or Penn State. I think they would handle Penn State, but I think Rutgers would be a really horrible draw. Um, and if they play Rutgers, I, I I can understand why people would have a lot of trepidation. Rutgers will be playing for their NCAA tournament lives. I think at that point they'll need that win to get in. A lot of people have them in in their last line, but they're definitely sliding around on that bubble. Uh, Purdue falls uh, by losing uh, last second three-pointer, banked off the glass. It was a garbage shot. Uh, Johnny Davis had a garbage shot before, uh, but that's not the story. Purdue fans seem to have their focus in the wrong place uh, on Twitter, and everybody's like, oh, God hates Purdue. Another long shot. But the, look at these games in their entirety. Granted, those shots are, they suck, you know. Um, that was not a well-defended three. Um, Ivy looked like he kind of took a peek in because he thought Hepburn would drive smartly. I mean, like a higher percentage shot makes sense. Instead, Hepburn kind of pops out to the left um, and then banks in a three that he really didn't intend to bank in. He called it bullshit in his post game. Um and that's a crap shot. But the reason Purdue loses this game is because they dug themselves such a hole early in the game. And then let's go even further. I've talked about this the entire season, and I guarantee you Matt Painter has talked about it. I hope he has because this is something like if you want to think like a coach, you think about you got to leave. You can't leave points on the floor. And Painter's big about analytics. So you don't have to dig real deep in the analytics to find that Purdue um, went 55% from the free throw line. 11 for 20. Purdue did what they do in most games, and that is got to the line more than their opponent. Wisconsin got to the line 12 times. Guess how many free throws Wisconsin hit? They hit 11. So Wisconsin goes 91.7% from free throw line. Purdue goes 55%. Okay, that's, uh, that's the game. That's it. I mean, that's the whole thing. If you want to really simplify it and boil it down, there's a lot more that goes into this, like the fact that every time there was a loose ball, Wisconsin was diving for it. And every time there was a loose ball, Purdue would like maybe kind of half-hearted reach down to their knees. And Gillis, you know, Gillis did what he does. Gillis got in foul trouble, was taken out of the game early. That hurt Purdue bad because he's the guy with – he's the pulse of the team. Let's be really honest. He's the guy that 
is busting his ass all the time. After that, Morton had a steal, I think. Had another one. They didn't get credit for a steal. Morton's trying his hardest. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's not the greatest athlete. He's, he's trying his hardest, doing everything he can with his limited minutes. Um, but, again, for the second straight game, Travion Williams had a big disappearing act. So you have your seniors doing what Purdue seniors done, have done over and over. Eric Hunter had a big three in the first half, but he also went two for six from the field, one for two from three. Finishes with six points, five rebounds, solid. Couple turnovers. Eight, Ivy got it together. His first half, again, was as bad as his um, the entirety of the Michigan State game. He had three turnovers in the first half. Didn't have many points. Second half, he turns it on. 22 points, five assists, five rebounds. But those three, re- those three turnovers hurt Purdue a lot in the first half. Edie played great uh, in the second half. Uh, played tough. A um, couple plays down the stretch he could have made. Um, I think he missed two layups. But I think I counted at least eight or nine layups that were missed by Purdue. Some of them were missed because of contact. But I'm not going to whine about officiating in this case. And I'm not going to whine about it at all because when you when you get to the free throw line as much as Purdue does and you do nothing with it, that's not the official's fault. And Purdue didn't seize the opportunity at hand. And that's a microcosm of what Purdue has done this season. Let's see. Um, Purdue turned the ball over 10 times. Wisconsin turned over six. Wisconsin's always sound with the ball. Um, Purdue out-rebounded Wisconsin, which is a theme. They do out-rebound most teams they play. But the funny thing, so like 24 and 6. So let's say they finish 25, 26 and 7, okay? Purdue went from the point where it looked like they had this eye-popping record that was going to be incredible historically for the Purdue basketball program and now you go and you look over the last 15 years and this looks like a really good Purdue team like a lot of really good Purdue teams as recently as um, the uh, Vincent Edwards and Isaac Haas team there was a similar record there right so Purdue what we thought they were in November I keep saying this we thought they were in the November the bar was set pretty high and what they've done the rest of the season I don't want to say they rested on their laurels but they sure as heck didn't get better and haven't gotten better. They get a chance to play IU at Mackey to finish the season on senior night. So they're going to celebrate Williams, Hunter, Stefanovic, and probably Ivy. He'll probably get his jersey in a frame too. And they should beat the living hell out of IU because IU is not as good of a team. Will they? I don't know. I don't know how motivated they'll be. Will they be grumpy in the first half? Will they care about the game? I hope so. You know, somebody asked me, good question, Handel Jones asked me a question. He said, is this, are are you upset with Painter? I'm not really upset with Painter. I'm upset with these guys because these are vets. You guys have been around the program a long time, except for Ivy. But you guys have been around the program a long time that don't seem to get the urgency of the situation. And last year, when they played North Texas and the game was slipping away, they didn't seem to get the urgency of that situation either. And they got knocked out in the first round of the tournament. This is the same personality trait. This team is damn good. They get beaten by the slimmest of margins. Right now I'm looking at Wisconsin celebrating a Big Ten title. I don't care about Big Ten title. I had a chance to go to this game. A friend of mine said, you want to go? I thought about it. And then I was like, I don't want to see Wisconsin getting a trophy uh, in Madison. I have no time for that. But... Hats off to Wisconsin and Greg Gard because every year I look at that team, and this year's no exception. Johnny Davis is great, but the rest of that team, I just, I'm, I'm never impressed by the eyeball test. But look what they do. They do their thing. 
They do the little things and then they win. And they're frustrating to watch. And like many people have said, like I said, like Juwan Howard punching, you know, Krabenhoff in the head. They're an unlikable bunch. They're, they got punchable faces. Yeah, all true. And then they go out there and win. Frustrate the hell out of you and go out and win. The great news, if there's any salve in the wound, is that Davison's gone. Uh, among a program of unlikable players, he's been a special one. And uh, I'm glad he's gone. Really glad he's gone. And um, he'll probably be my neighbor just to, so I can have to deal with that forever. I don't know if I have much else to say. Purdue loses 76-7, falls to 24-6 and on the season. A couple of you guys are here live. Um, yep, uh, PS96 PKT says Villanova is the game that they came back. And that, that's that's what this team does. They're really good. Well, they're good with the lead. They're not really good with the lead. Really good teams in the lead put teams away and step on their throats. Purdue gets a lead, and they let the lead shrink, and they're like, okay, oh, oh we better play. We better finish. But that mental toughness has been a struggle all season. Um, let's see. Brian Hanna says, free throws and too many offensive rebounds by Wisconsin lost the game. Yep, right on. Agreed. Um, uh, Ultimate Boiler says, Gillis looked like he was putting UFC fight after every game. Dude gives it all he does. And he, uh, there are a couple just flat-out garbage um, calls. Like one of the, the worst call, I think his fourth foul, was the one where he was set. His feet were completely set. He was outside the circle. Uh, he gets an elbow in the chin on whoever the shooter was, and they call the they call the block on him. And it, I mean, does it make a difference? That does make a difference because he, like I said, he is the heartbeat of this team. And when he's not in, the energy level goes so far down. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, Ultimate Weather says, notice sometimes Ivy and Trey get in these two, three-minute stretches where they take uh, complete control of the offense and run runs through them. doesn't tend to go well. Um, well, I, I would say there's a couple interesting things. Like, Ivy and Trey giveth and taketh away, right? Two games ago, we saw Trey putting on just an absolute display, like a, like a clinic on how to play in the post. He was doing so many things well. But the last two games, he has been incredibly quiet for a guy who's getting very close to the end of his college career. Like, he looks like he's like, yeah, okay, it's been fun. I'm going to back out nice and quiet. Like I said, I mentioned that Juwan Johnson, each one more team, losing four straight to the end of the season. This has a little bit of that feel because so many of us had high expectations. And, like, the team, I heard them say, you know, in the – in the comments with Golden Black or with the media. They said all of our goals are in front of us. One of their goals was the Big Ten title. That was their first one. The next one is to get to the Final Four. Um, well, that goal's gone. Good job. I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's – you take it easy for 25 minutes in a basketball game. You dig yourself a hole. You make it really hard. to. You, you have to put a ton of en energy into coming back, and then you lose in a heartbreaking way. I mean – wouldn't you think? So let's 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 if we're gonna be let's be smart, Purdue fans. We're all smart people. I think Purdue fans are generally analytical, except for me. I'm the emotional one. But if you're if you've had it happen over and over, where it's been a heartbreaking fashion, it's been a one possession game. Wouldn't you do everything in your power to stop that from happening again? Wouldn't you say, let's not make it a one possession game. We get close at the five minute mark. Now let's step on them. Let's kick their ass. Let's get tough. Let's do something different, right? Let's put them away. Purdue doesn't do that. They didn't do that all season. 
and we're still going to whine about circus shots losing games? Come on. Let's look at what leads up to it. I think we need to do that as a fan base. I don't know if the team's going to do it. They should do it. Um, but, oh well. All right. Um, Boilerman says, Pruner not showing up with fire looking to fight. Uh, they show up in business suits playing mechanical. The good and the bad of a team that is even keel, right, should be that, you know, they, they're unflappable. But it's really, that's not really what this team is. They're even keel. It's almost like it doesn't matter the situation. They're going to handle it the same way. I mean, the first half of this game, statistically, go back and if you want to check the tweets, look at how badly the leaders of the team were playing offensively. Just look at that. And it's like, it's mind-blowing that none of them had it in them to really take it at Wisconsin and punch them in the mouth in the first half. They took it seriously in the second half like they always do, and they're so good at cutting down a lead, right? We can see it. It can be rapid. You know, just a, a matter of minutes. They can take a 12-point lead, 10-point lead, cut it down to nothing. The question is, can you get over the hump? In the NCAA tournament, I pray they can, but I feel like this team's identity is long past. It's solved, right? This is what they are. They are exactly what they've looked like in the second half of the season. Um yeah, Paul Parker, great point. Katie always talked about having happy warriors. They fight, uh, but they sure don't be very. Ha- they sure don't seem very happy. Um, I don't. Th- this team is so much different than a Katie team to me because even the Glenn Robinson team that had the best player in the nation on it was like a bunch of dudes that scrapped and clawed and seemed to be under talented. So they were doing everything they could to to beat other teams, right? This, this Purdue team, like physically, if you look at our big men, are really skilled, really big, bigger than anybody's, right? Purdue's big men back then were undersized, weren't like, you know, physical specimen, really. I mean, like I, I, I'm thinking about like guys like Ian Stanback and Cornelius McNary, right? They were strong, and Purdue had this grit to them, and they would fight, but they didn't have a ton of skill, right? This team has a ton of skill, has a ton of physical ability, Right? Uh, the, the bench has gotten thinner. People said Isaiah Thompson didn't play much in this game, um, and he didn't. Um, he got torched, I think, on one play down the stretch. But um, but that's what Painter does every year. It's like he gets anxious, and the bench gets shorter and shorter, and that's just the way he is. So if you want to put blame on him, he's just being what he is. Like every year, that's the same thing. So interesting perspective, though, hearing people say that um, God hates Purdue and this is the punishment. Like I, I'm big about, you know, like – sarcastically saying that. I think it was tongue-in-cheek people saying that on uh, on Twitter. But this Purdue team hates this Purdue team. This Purdue team hates the idea of what... I think... I heard a great quote the other day. I can't remember who said it. Most people don't like writing, but they like to have written. Meaning, you love the article that you've written or the book that you've written, but the process is so hard. And I think that's this team. Purdue loves to win but they don't like to do what it takes to win. And maybe they don't understand what it takes to win. They just think they're really, really good, so they can win and they should win most most games. But they don't look at the stuff like Wisconsin. That team dots their I's and crosses their T's. They do difficult stuff, right? They're not the only ones in the Big Ten, but they do it over and over consistently over years and years and decades as a program. That's what defines that team, right? The details matter and their identity matters. This Purdue team this year, not every year, but this year really has this idea that, okay, yeah, we love winning and we're going to win a lot of games, but 
we're not going to do the hard things. How many times can you think of Purdue just outgridding a team for 50-50 balls this season where they were diving and two guys are just hitting each other going after the ball? Or Purdue just wanted it and so they were, you know, you're getting floor burns all the time. Not a whole bunch. It's Gillis. It's Gillis. I mean, and that's a problem for me. Because even when you're good, you got to want it, right? The best players in the world at everything, no matter what it is, generally they're talented and they want it more than the next guy. They're willing to compete more than the next guy. So, let's see. Um, Painter just said Purdue did not beat Purdue tonight. Okay, I disagree. All right, Matt. Maybe you'll go back and watch the, the, um, the tape and maybe you'll look at the first 25 minutes of the game. So... We can disagree on this. Uh, Purdue, I mean, they didn't they didn't turn the ball over a hundred times. I know that's what he's probably that's his biggest thing that he talks about, right? Is what seven to ten turnovers is about all he wants. And Purdue turned the ball over ten times, so yep, all solved. But in that first half, it was horrible, and they took a lot of dumb shots. And Painter, the guy who trained me to look for this. A bad three, a long three goes the other way quickly, and it's a fast break for the other team. And Wisconsin was getting cheap buckets that way because Purdue was taking a lot of threes and missing a lot of threes. Sash was the only guy who was hitting threes in the first half. Eric had one. But, um, yeah, okay, we can we can disagree. It's a 40-minute game. So if you – I mean, Purdue finished stronger than they, than they started. That's nice. But it's a 40-minute game. Got to play for 40 minutes. Wisconsin knew that. So – and going into a hostile environment, you can't really spot a team. I don't understand the idea where you're like, okay, we're going to let the game come to us. We're just going to ease in. Now, come in with some intensity. Um, yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, I love, I love Edie, too, his attitude. He looks tough. He looks mad. He looks like he hates to lose. Um, I think he'll be back next year. Um, Gillis and he, both of them. And I think the kid Smith, Braden Smith, who – Beat up on Fishers tonight, I believe. Um, my son goes to Fishers, so. But Braden Smith is another guy who's an attitude that I think is contagious. Um, a lot of other teams are going to dislike him, I think, because he plays hard all the time and he talks. He talks a lot of trash, though. I can say that it's going to be unusual because we don't have a lot of that at Purdue. So, but uh, thanks to the people that are here live. Thanks to people that are um, listening at tape. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, Gridiron Metalworks. Martin Vintage, and um, AJ's, of course. One more home game, one more time before spring football to get the AJ's during, a, during an, event, uh, an event. Spring football is underway, two practices under their belt, um, and uh, uh, that's, that's fun in itself. A lot of guys are injured, though, right now. Like spring ball always is. You're kind of like trying to figure it out without the best players there. But one thing that's really cool, Aiden O'Connell looks super lean. Looks like he's been working out like crazy, which is awesome. So if you check that out on Golden Black or wherever your favorite place is to, to look for spring ball updates, Aiden O'Connell looks like a beast. And I don't know if he still has a little goofy mustache, but he looks like he's, he's preparing for next season. So that's about it. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Hammer down. And uh, happy March 2nd to you. It's now 12-12. We'll see you.